Welcome to Sales Velocity TV, where we pull back the curtain on how the top businesses in the world sell more with less resistance. Bringing over 50 plus years of combined sales experience and over 100 million in revenue generated, please welcome the hosts of Sales Velocity TV and two incredibly entertaining gentlemen, Andrew Cass and Aaron Parkinson. You may be asking yourself, what does the Joe Rogan experience with legendary quarterback Aaron Rodgers have to do with sales and business growth? And the answer is absolutely nothing. We just felt like talking about it today. <laughs> Once well, in a while. In fairness, it, in fairness, the timing is good because the NFL season it, kicked off. That is true. That is true. That and is the true. Bills looked stupendous. I'm out, man. I, uh, <laughs> I made a post. I'm down with the NFL. It's part of the conversation today. They've turned into the NPL, which is the National Politics League, not the National Football League. And frankly, they should remove their Nike logo and they should just put a Pfizer logo on their on their on their shirts. That might really signify who the the big virtue signaling show that they are is. And it's disappointing for me to even say because I'm a huge football fan, but I love college football. But we're we're just you know we wanted to veer off today, have a conversation about the Aaron Rodgers really really big interview with Joe Rogan. By the way, we did an episode about whew, half a year ago on the Joe Rogan experience as a business model and as a brand that I highly recommend. So a quick business lesson before we get into non-business <laughs> is go back and watch the Joe Rogan, the dissection of the Joe Rogan experience podcast, the largest podcast of all time, because the branding, the positioning, and the angling that he took to get it to this level is, is really a great business lesson on how you can get your brand, your messaging, and your, um, yourself, your personality into the marketplace. He is getting on astronomical guests. I mean... Aaron Rodgers is, 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 is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Like To pick up the phone or send an email and be able to get a guy on like that is unbelievable. Had Mark Zuckerberg, by the way. I'm going to talk about this today. That's Mark that really Zuckerberg on, Aaron, three or four episodes ago, which I was shell-shocked about because there's a lot of dissension now with the clear as day. Now it's out there. The censorship by big tech when it surrounded COVID and the vaccine is now out there. It's clear as day now. And uh, they spoke about it. And at the end of the day, this isn't big tech as much as I thought it was. And, and Zuckerberg was as nice of a guy as I could have ever imagined. I don't know if you caught that one. I did. Uh, I'll loop back to it today. The Aaron Rodgers interview, which was phenomenal. And as a business owner, you hear me and Aaron talk a lot about being hyper aware today to issues, politics, business, economics, health. You really have to be, unfortunately, a studier and a student of all those games today to stay ahead and to not get taken advantage of, which is a shame that we're even talking about. And it was really a terrible shame what they did to Aaron Rodgers or really, frankly, anybody that wanted to be pro-choice. Let's be real now. Okay, pro-choice is pro-choice, right? You want to be pro-choice for women? Great, I am. You want to be pro-choice for medicine? Great, I am. You are, right? Can't be pro-choice half the time. The NFL took choice away from their players and they forced them to take untested, never before used on humans, medication, by the way, world-class athletes who are not even in the pandemic category should disturb the living shit out of everybody. And I want to talk about it a little bit today because I like to get this stuff off my chest. It bothers me a lot. Um, and it should bother you too, because it doesn't matter. The political polarization tends to shield the facts and the truth. I, I know you know that. And I think one of the big lessons that you should come away with today, if, if for what it's worth, is the quicker you disconnect yourself from the Democrat Party and the Republican Party, the clearer you'll be able to see. 
if you well, and are I, and if you are too in bed with one or the other, you lose facts because they like to distort. They do it on both sides, but it's happening way more on the left today than it is on the right. Never before in history has there been this. You know, usually it's always like in parody, like the rhetoric and the narrative. But now it's like the Democrats just like skip democracy and they're like now past socialism and they're like on the doorstep of communism with the shit they're pulling. Different topic for a different. By the way, this is a great time to unfollow the show if you don't like what I just said. I frankly don't want to even have you if you if you don't see it, because it's so obvious at this point, it's scary. And it's part of what we're going to talk about here today. Yeah. And there's 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 a point. Well, there doesn't have to be a point. Really, we can talk about whatever we feel like. Remember, there's no points today. There are going to be some key takeaways from here because Andrew and I were talking about it before the show with regards to sales. And you can look at sales as I'm a salesperson or you can look at it like I have a business and sales drive my business. Or you can look at it from a perspective of, you know, creating a network and creating influence so that you can sell. And... I think something that Andrew and I are big proponents of is understanding that that business and sales are no different than sport. You are in competition all the time, Mm -hmm. whether you want to believe it or not. You're competing against people in your industry. You're competing for attention. You're competing for talent inside of your business. And watching Aaron Rodgers on Joe Rogan was really unfortunately eye-opening because he was looking to make himself safe and put himself in the best physical and mental position to win. And he didn't like the, the agenda that was being sold to him because he felt like it was going to impact his ability to win. And when you look at somebody like an Aaron Rodgers or you look at somebody like a Joe Rogan, if you spend enough time to do some research, they're really, really big on the key components that allow you to perform at the highest level and endure. Keyword being there, endure. Because if you're going to be successful in business or sports, you have to have the, the physical and mental ability to endure longer than your competition. And what are they always talking about? Andrew, they're talking about sleep. They're talking about organic natural food choices. They're talking about um, you know, fitness. They're talking about organics. They're t- and, and, and both of them shy away from what they're trying to be sold by big business, big government, because that's what's happening. And unfortunately, as business owners, I believe that we are one of the easiest markets to be sold. It's almost like we appreciate a good pitch because we're crafting those pitches all the time for our own stuff. So when we get a good pitch. Uh, but let me stop you there for a minute, though. Sure. The, the, the distinction is when you get a good pitch, persuasive, right. backed with data, thoughtful, organized. This pitch had none of that. This pitch didn't uh, even have an element of organization, thoughtfulness, data. There wasn't even science involved in this pitch. There was. Or there was a tiny bit. There was, there was, I guess. I get what you're saying, but like. I I guess there was enough combined with 
the the level of influence of the people delivering it. If you are if you're going to use the word pit, but by pitch, Aaron, I'm going to I'm going to have fun with you now. By pitch, do you mean coercion, bullying, blackmailing, and shaming? Because that is a degree of pitching. It, That's it's just a, way a different to way to do it. You lead with fear. You manipulate the shit out of people. You coerce yep. them, you bully them, you shame them. And by the way, you back it with no data. By pitch, is this what you mean? Because that's what I would ask the big wigs who pitched it. This is the way they pitched it. And they had to pitch it this way because they had no data. They had no data as a backdrop. When you and I craft pitches, Aaron, there's a difference here. When we craft scripts, we do it ethically and we back it with data in facts, in case studies, in testimonials, in third-party validation. We don't rig it with data only from the vaccine manufacturers in this case, with at the expense of burying medicine that works so this one can get approved. That's all manipulation and frankly, fraud. So well, by and, pitch, and do you mean fraud? You're, <laughs> you're right. And there's two lessons that can come out of right. this though, right? Which is the first lesson is if you're crafting your pitch based on those tenants that you just covered, you can sell people, but the key word is for a short amount of that time. That is the key, man. And this is probably the good lesson here is that you will be a short-term, one-and-done, quick-in-and-out player because you're not playing ethically. Right. And eventually, you're going to be exposed. That's and then right. when you try to sell more of that thing or your more of your next thing. Your reputation's already gone. You've already blown your reputation apart. And and you and I talked about this the other day. I said the biggest problem yeah, right. that I feel is going to come out of this situation from the last two years, and you're going to see more and more and more people come out like Aaron Rodgers exposing this, all over the place. is that when there's an actual lethal to everybody pandemic in the future, if the zombie apocalypse actually happens. Mm, I hope not, man. And and the leaders of the countries around the world say, we need to lock down and we need to take this medicine. People aren't going to believe them. It's too, yeah. It's like, it's like the boy that cried wolf. It's, 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 it's done. And if you listen, if you don't see it at this point, I'm super concerned for you. Like, like they have literally basically been wrong almost every step of the way. Like you couldn't, nobody, by the way, you're invited onto the show. If you're listening and you think that like everything went as planned and everything's going right and everything did what they said it would do. I want you on the show. I want you on the show with your data, your science. I don't want you on the show with your words. I want you on the show with your data because I'm going to bring my 400 hours of data to that show. And I'm going to bring my, my, my oodles of research and I'm going to bring my documented, documented doctors censored from platforms who knew exactly what they were doing. In fact, I'm one of them and I worked with many of them, right? I'm not a doctor, meaning I, I, I knew how to outsmart COVID and I knew how to dramatically outperform the vaccine, which I did. And, and I backed it documented it, journaled it, dated it, all of it. So be, be careful if you take my invitation. Just be careful, okay? Because you Well, you're going to get exposed, and that's what's You happening. don't want to get exposed. Well, and that's what's happening right now with a lot of very smart people coming out. Berenson was another interview. We'll talk about that in a minute. That's enormous. You know, where he was, he was kicked off of Twitter at the behest of the American government, right. not even of Twitter. Right. Um, and, and more of these stories are going to come out and come out and come out. And again, they're, 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 listen, Aaron, here's the thing. They're already out, but they're being suppressed. That's, I, feel like, I feel like more of them are getting out now. And I think well, they are now because at some point you can't you can't plug the holes in the dam forever. Right. And, and, and so I think the volume is going to increase. How does this tie back to what we were talking about before the show is that, number one, if you're trying to sell something and you're doing it with all of these 
negative tactics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're going to have a very short run and your credibility is almost impossible to rebuild mm -hmm. after the fact, which is now the scenario that we're in, unfortunately, because if something truly dangerous comes along, yeah, and, say, I, and I got to tell you, man, I think that the monkeypox thing, when it hit, people just literally blew it off. 100%. I don't, I, know, I, I, I don't know if they tried to stoke fear because here's how I know and how you know. Again, litmus test is when they publish an article about any new pathogen, if they use the term vaccine in the article in any way, shape, or form, there's an agenda. And I'm not saying that that might not be a solution, but you don't know if it's a solution because it's too early. So when you start right. to position something this early on, and they did this, this is this was my this was my litmus test for all the all the the, the data that I saw from government and in, in, in public media when it came to COVID is every single article, almost 90%, was laced with vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. So like I shut off at that point because the data's all too new to know is it a vaccine that would work? Is it an antiviral? Is it something natural? Like you don't know early on. Now, if you're two, three years in and you've determined that the data dictates that a vaccine is the answer or an antiviral is the answer, that's great. But in like month four of the COVID pandemic, you lose all credibility when you start talking about something that isn't even developed yet. Because what you're doing is you're creating a pathway, an agenda. I just can't believe how many people miss just that one thing I just mentioned. Well, it's a marketing campaign. I, that Well, I guess because we're, listen, I think the real thing is the more... In, the more ingrained you are in sales and marketing, which is everybody watching the show mostly, right? The better off you are because you can spot manipulative sales and marketing. And I think yeah. that is the key. I mean, that's the, it's almost like you can protect yourself from manipulation, right? If you understand both sides of manipulation, right? When you're, when you're in sales and marketing, there's a ton of psychology here in the sales and marketing space. I'm just very fortunate and you are too. You and I met a long time ago. We met at a marketing event. You and I are professional ninja level marketers, direct response marketers, which means we know exactly what to look for. We know exactly what works. We know what's ethical, what isn't. We know how to craft pitches that convert. We do it all the time. We're paid very well to do it. And I think that that has given us an edge to be able to identify what is true and what isn't true. And a lot of people, no, no disrespect, they just, it isn't their industry. Right? It's not the world they're in, so they don't always know what to look for. Secondly, at least for me, I don't know about you, is I have been a student and a studier of natural health and wellness since I was 19. In fact, I had two certifications, one as a personal trainer and one as a certified nutrition consultant 25 years ago. And I was a strength and conditioning coach for the Division I Hofstra lacrosse team for one season as an intern. So I was and played football at the Division I AA level. So I'm like, I've been in that world for so long that when I started seeing natural remedies getting censored and removed from the platform, I was like, this is very wrong. Like now there's something. So again, noticing the marketing and then being able to notice, because I knew the supplements that needed to be used for any any uh, virus. I just I just know, I, I understand prevention. And when I started seeing just normal over-the-shelf prevention, preventative type protocols being removed, literally removed. Again, if you're listening to this and going, nah, that's just some sort of right-wing conspiracy theory. Uh-uh. I watched it. I have the data. I have the science. I have the articles that were removed. I've spoken with some of the doctors who've been removed. That is exactly what happened. You can't, you can't like be the White House any longer and keep saying what happened didn't happen. That isn't a strategy. I know that's their strategy. And that's the only strategy they have right now because they have not a thing to run on. So anytime something comes up that is concerning, they just say it didn't happen. That's the new strategy. It's a very interesting marketing technique, by the way. What happened didn't happen. Deny. And deny, by the way, deny. 
right behind it didn't happen is here's the put down on the label of the person who said it. Because remember, if we got nothing, we got to do two things. We got to distract and we got to attack. That's called divide and conquer politics. It's black and white coming from the White House. I pray to God if you don't see it, I, I literally pity the fool that doesn't see it at this point because calling the other side of the country extremists because they happen to be Republicans is something that I don't even think Donald Trump could have pulled off. And he's the guy that's like considered the divider in chief of all time, right? I never heard him do it, but I heard Biden do it last week, frankly. It's well, crazy. And, but again, and, this is marketing. Back to the this topic. Is, this is this marketing. Is and, and the thing is, is that, like I said a little bit earlier in the show, when you're in business, when you're in sales and you're in marketing, oftentimes you're so busy moving the ball down the field yard by yard. I'll use that analogy today because we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. That when a problem happens, you don't have time to think about the best way to solve that problem. You just want to throw a solution at it so you can keep marching down the field. Right. And the reality is, is that that's oftentimes when you get sold because you're not taking the time. You're, well, you're, you're not present, right? Like you're, you're just kind of getting pulled in a few different directions and yeah. you're not present to really understanding what's going on. I feel like that's a really good point you made. I think a lot of people just, they just fail to stop and take a breath and just analyze a little bit. I mean, you don't need to be an expert here, but you're, you're, you're spot on. Take a breath. Stop and analyze. That's what Aaron did, by the way. This it is can be very – he did, and that's exactly right. And, and, and that's why it's a big controversy right now because he stopped. He did research. He found out he was allergic to one of the ingredients which in, in the – and he said, hey, NFL, um, here's where my doctor shows I'm allergic to this, so I can't take this. So can I do this alternative protocol instead? And they said, no. <laughs> by the way, by the way, Aaron, um, this ranks right up there with forcing pregnant women to take experimental medication. Again, uh, if you they're, pretend they're that you can pretend that didn't happen, you can also pretend that they didn't force it on kids in certain states in this country, specifically California, uh, under Governor Newsom. You can you can pretend it didn't happen, but it's happening and it's happened and it's past tense, and it should concern the living daylights out of every single human being on Earth. It is a complete violation of choice. It is medical tyranny at its finest. It happened in the NFL locker room. It it, it is what it is. Aaron is a super nice guy, class guy, really good representation of the NFL for a long time, I think. I think he's, by the way, the most talented football player um, from a quarterback standpoint in the league, by the way. I think his arm and his judgment and his decision-making is as good as any, better than Brady and you know him. You can make an argument for that. Yeah, he's like, he's top two or three, but number one in the league right now, I think he was the MVP. But a legitimate medical allergy to a component in the mRNA vaccine in the NFL who supposedly values their players like family said, no, you're doing it anyways. And he said, no, I'm not. So then what, where does that lead him? You're going to, you and your other comrades who decide they don't want to take the vaccine are going to be over here with their masks on and you're not going to be able to go out and you're going to wear a yellow bracelet. Uh, hello, 1944 Germany. Um, you're going to wear a yellow bracelet and then the people who are vaccinated are going to, that is segregation. Also, that happened. And Aaron talked about how it didn't happen. So it, it did happen. 
You can't say it didn't, and you can't call it a conspiracy because it did happen. Yesterday's misinformation is today's front page news, guys. So well, and, that and happened. The, and now where the, do we go from here? Well, and look at the ramifications of that. He said the NFL knew exactly what my plan was to take because I was allergic to this. They had it all in writing. Yep. And then I was thrown under the bus in the media. Well, he got for, he, they gaslit him in the media for not being for not being vaccinated. Oh no, no, they said he put his players in danger. But then guess what happened, Aaron? Because I want to be clear here: is all the vaccinated players then got COVID, and then everybody was scratching their heads. So and, now and, gave it, and they gave it to Aaron Rodgers, and the, and he got it from a vaccinated player. By the way, this has also happened. I got I I hate to talk like I'm patronizing our audience, but the White House and the media has done such a number on people. They've literally chewed you up, spit you out, and even stomped on you on the cement. They went even one step further. That I have to stop and say, yes, this did happen. It is verifiable data, even though the left wing media in the White House will tell you it didn't happen. It happened. At some point, we've got to recognize that what happened happened and everything that they said was supposed to happen didn't happen. And they can't tell you it did when it didn't because you're a smart person. What? And to go back around and tie it together, because of the amount of money that Aaron Rodgers makes and because of the position that he has, not only on his own team, but also in the NFL, he could have said, this is a problem I just need to deal with right away. Let's just take it and move on. And he stopped and he made a decision and he did research and he asked people and he asked experts and he came back with as much data as he could collect and he made an educated decision. He made a, he made a pitch, by the way, Aaron, to the NFL. He made a pitch I know he to, 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 to Goodell in, in the NFL and, and the Packers. And the pitch was, here is exactly the, the, the allergy, the issue. I can't take it. I'm not going to put my life at risk. And, and I, I, like, I can't do it. And they were like, well, too bad. There's never been a day in medicine in the United States of America or even in the world, but I'll use the U.S., where there isn't exemptions to medicine. This is how medicine works. Medicine works on exemptions. There's religious exemptions. There are certainly medical exemptions. Frankly, a pregnant woman should have been an exemption. Gee, good God, I can't even believe I'm saying that. Um, children under a certain age, for me, I've always said under the age of 18 because there's never been pandemic data for kids under 18. They should have been an exemption. And maybe it's a temporary exemption. Maybe it's an exemption until we have clinical trial data. How about that? Hey, here's a better idea, Aaron. Maybe it's an exemption until we can actually get an efficacy report from someone other than the manufacturer of the drug. How about that idea? Wild and crazy radical theory there, huh? Maybe but, it's a right-wing conspiracy that a, theory. Take that a step further. Take Hold on, though. Further. Hold on, though. Is that a right-wing conspiracy theory that we want real clinical data and an efficacy report from someone other than the vaccine manufacturer themselves? By the way, this also happened. There is no data from anybody other than Pfizer and Moderna and whoever else is involved on efficacy studies. There is no third-party efficacy study. It does not exist. That is all. That also happened. You mean uh, you mean there's only the efficacy data? You mean 95% there's only percent effective, generally safe, on and on and on and on. Guess where it all came from? The, mean, the vaccine manufacturers themselves, they're the ones who publish and produce the efficacy data. I have been asking, and I have a research team, we're unbiased, there's no Republican, no Democrat, no bought and paid for, no nothing, there's legal representation, I enjoy it, I pay for it, I fund it, I look into it, I read it, I study it, I'm as thorough as they come, and they're, they're, to my knowledge, and maybe there's one now, we've been asking for a year and a half, 
we've even reached out to certain media sources. They don't even respond because they're, they're, they're scared shit. Is can you produce an efficacy study on any vaccine that has been published and peer reviewed by anyone other than the max vaccine manufacturers themselves? Crickets. Well, We're now I think, a year and a half in, Aaron, crickets. I think as a good American. As a good American, you, thank you. You should just take their word on it because, oh, yeah. you know, they're definitely, that industry is definitely not the most fined industry in the history of business. Good point. You know, and, and for those people that, that don't know that, go do some research. Go but, but, look but, at the fines that have been levied against Big Aaron, Farm. the largest uh, fine in American history belongs to Pfizer. It's in the billions, and you want to know what it was for? This has also happened. This happened, past tense. It was for deceptive marketing practices and the covering up of adverse events and too many side effect injuries. And Pfizer holds the world record for the largest deceptive marketing lawsuit in history. We're talking about marketing and deception and manipulation. So that's fact. That is public information. That happened. And by the way, before one dose of this vaccine was released onto the public in a military-style fashion, just know that they all went to the Supreme Court and they filed a motion to hold themselves no liability, legal shield, that there's any adverse events, any lawsuits, anything goes wrong. If this whole thing blows up, you cannot sue us. Before one dose was marketed and before one vial was even distributed. And again, some people don't, I think most people don't know that. But by the way, that did happen too. The White House will tell you it didn't happen. But if you just go look at Supreme Court filings, you will see that it did indeed happen. And they did hold themselves. They did indemnify themselves. They cannot be sued for any adverse events. And by the way, the injuries are through the ceiling because they're reported every single week on, on the vaccine, uh, on VAERS, the, the, the government reporting. And it's, 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 it's staggering. But that's the thing Joe Rogan said with, with um, Aaron Rodgers. He goes, knowing that they have a track record of so much fraud and manipulation in their science, what would make somebody like become religious about this is so concerning on a judgment level for me. It's so concerning. And they talked about that. Well, and also some interesting stats, like what was it? 65% of all television marketing is big pharma at this point. That is an astronomical number. It's actually not 65%. It's 75%. And there's only two countries in the world, by the way, Aaron, I don't know if you know this again, talking marketing. Hey, listen, we are doing some business today. Cool. So yeah. from an advertising and marketing revenue standpoint in the United States of America, 75% of advertising revenue comes from the pharmaceutical industry. So do you think they might have a little sway in narrative? Gee, I wonder. However, here's the, the, the big problem I have. There's only two countries in the world that are allowed to even advertise pharmaceutical drugs on TV, radio, or internet, and that's America and New Zealand. And New Zealand has really tight compliance laws on when they do it and how often they do it. America is straight up the Wild West with wide open pharmaceutical advertising ads, almost like they're advertising Coca-Cola or a pair of Nikes. So but I got to stop, Aaron. Hold on. This is happening. This is fact. They can't tell you that this isn't true because it is and it's public information. I have to keep stopping. I know I'm being kind of annoying today, but this is fact. The White House can't tell you that this isn't happening because it is. And now 75% of total ad revenue in the U.S. is coming from the pharmaceutical industry. Did you know this? I, I only recently found this out. Well, you had 65. You were close. The, now, here's the thing. Let's tie this back a little bit now to personal responsibility. I love it. I 
did not want to take the vaccine. And I did not want my wife and my daughter and my middle son to take the vaccine. And there was no way I was giving my smallest 10-year-old child the vaccine. But I did. I buckled because the country I was living in wouldn't let me travel. And I decided that our ability to travel and, and, and so on and so forth was worth the risk. I waited out. I said, okay, I'm willing to take the risk. My family's Irish. We're all cockroaches. Nothing can kill us except whiskey. So, you know, <laughs> this thing ain't going to take me out. I made an educated decision. The, but when you look at the advertisements of all things marketed, keyword marketed, mm-hmm. from Big Pharma on television, we've now actually tuned out the fact that half of the commercial is talking about all the things that you could die from taking this medication. Well, they have to. That's part of this. That's part of the idea, right? So I, I understand that they have to put it in here. Yeah, that's they not, can't that's advertise not without that whole big show at the end. That's not my point. My point is they have to list everything that's gone wrong with people that have taken it, okay? Look at personal responsibility for a second. Are you working out? What is your body mass index look like? What are you eating? What are you putting in your body as far as vitamins and minerals and how does it stack up against optimal health? How much sleep are you getting? Are you looking at these things in your life and taking personal responsibility for where you're lacking and putting a plan in to improve them? Or are you just taking the next quick fix, easy bullet, because that way you don't actually have to take any responsibility and look in the mirror and you can say, uh, uh, it's not my fault that they've got the solution for me over there. Because this ties back into everything. If you're not fit, the majority of the time, it's because of the choices you're currently making, which you can change. If you're running a business and it's not working, It's because you're doing something wrong and there has to be self-analysis and self-responsibility and you actually have to put in the work. There are no easy ways out for anything of any value in life. And when somebody's marketing something to you, whether it be in your business, whether it be medical, whether it be family, whatever it might be, right? And they're telling you that this is the quick fix solution for your problem it's likely going to cause more problems than solve anything. So take personal responsibility, take a step back and analyze all the things that are going on and ask yourself, what, what could I improve first before I'm willing to go look for the magic bullet? That probably doesn't exist. Great point, man. But I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that everything you just said might be considered conspiracy theory. I'm not sure. But taking vitamins and being preventative and sleeping more and actually thinking that a low body fat level and a high muscle mass level might be a conspiracy theory. It might even be a right wing one, but I'm not <laughs> sure. I got to check. Um, but I'm, just, I'm, I'm Canadian. We can't, we can't be right wing. Don't you know that? Okay. Well, then it's just one big wild fantasy, man, that you think for a minute that you can prevent the coronavirus. How dare you even think it? Said I, I, no sane person ever. I must be but bought. I'm pulling and I must be bought and paid for. But I'm pulling up a report to your point. Um, just released last week, by the way. If you're obese, you have a 22 percent higher chance of having complications with COVID-19 than if you're not obese. That study has never once been mentioned. It's never a topic. 
there are, it's now two and a half, two years in something like, and don't quote me on this, but I'm close. Something like 87% of hospitalizations are amongst the obese. This is also fact. This, this happened. Even if the white house tells you it didn't, it, it's already in the past. It's done. Okay. Um, the other 10%, which brings us into like the 95% area is amongst the elderly. So if we look at just elderly and obese, and Rogan's great with breaking down the numbers. He, he's got a team that pulls some great stats on the, on the podcast. Um, you're at like 94, 95, 96% of real complication and real hospitalizations amongst the obese and amongst the elderly. Now, if any sane person can justify the shutting down of economies, the wiping out of jobs, the wiping out of the middle class, the, the sheer havoc that was wreaked on kids. How, how about the shutting down of gyms? It, it keep it on and on. And by the way, I'm not done. While, while a certain population or a certain Democrat, excuse me, I just gave it out. A certain party in the United States wants to advocate, celebrate, and even put obesity on the front cover of magazines. As we now know, that 87% of hospitalizations come from obese, we shall now go celebrate obesity. Now, this is not a fat shaming comment. This isn't, hey, if you're fat, you're, you're no, this is a, an awareness comment. This is scientific data that's now in that almost 90% of major complications were amongst the obese, but now we're celebrating obesity because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, right? God forbid, right? We don't want, we, hurting feelings now is ahead of Facts and science and data, which is a very interesting people. thing. That's not taking personal responsibility. That's right. That's right. That's it's not helping. That's deflection, Aaron. That's first of all, I don't even know what it's called anymore because they're so far off the left deep end, it's scary. Like advocating and celebrating obesity. But yet we now know that obesity was at the heart and soul of COVID 19. This is one of the things that I will never wrap my head around. And it's just, it's, I'm looking at, a, a, at nine independent studies show that exercise reduces disease severity in millions of people, but <laughs> um, it's amazing. It's amazing. Well, and take that a step further, right? Because these are fundamental things that everybody needs to grasp if you want to be truly successful and truly happy, okay? If you've got a marriage and you want it to last 20 years like mine did last month, guess what? You got to put in Are the time. 20 years for you? 20 years, last month. anniversary, buddy. Two decades. Thank Two decades, wow. right? Got a great marriage. You know why? Because we work at it. You know, we spend time with each other. We communicate. We have joint goals together. We still do date night every Friday. We, we put in the work to have you do. a great marriage. You do. Right? You want to be healthy? Guess what? You got to do the six things religiously that we just talked about. You want to have a great business? You got to learn more. You got to implement faster. You got a great, great talent. You got to manage people. You got to lead people. You got to do all of these things. Guess what? None of those things that we just talked about are easy. They take work. And what we're, what we're seeing is this deflection of personal responsibility. And, and it's not helping people. How about the shaming of self-reliance and the shaming sure. of independent thinking, Aaron, and the shaming of doing your own research to make yourself... Um, stronger, tougher, more resilient to future viruses. How about all of that is being in, by the way, this is, this is, this is politics, right? The invalidation of independent thought, the censoring of free speech surrounding prevention, natural protocols, right? Is all happening, right? And that to me, I think is the scariest part of looping back to the point today, which is the Aaron Rodgers interview is if you listen closely, 
And sometimes I listen to these things twice because I really like to zero in on language and words and I usually get things that a lot of people miss. Um, you will real you will start you will hear that a lot of what we're seeing happening right now, not just the NFL, but really worldwide. It's gotten better, obviously, in the last couple of months because you know the thing's not doing anywhere near what it was supposed to do. So at some point you have to just kind of pivot and like distract us with other things. But you'll you'll notice in the language that um what concerns me more than anything, you, you talked about personal responsibility, is again, the invalidation of, of self-reliance and of taking things on, uh, on your own, putting things on your own shoulder and being responsible for your own health. And, you know, for me, I became a student of prevention when all this happened. I wanted to learn what, what is, even if I was a candidate for a vaccine, that was a year away, right? So I said, we're in the right now. What do I need to do with all my knowledge, but I want to get more of it because I had good knowledge, but I wanted great knowledge of what is the best thing you can do to prevent a coronavirus. And by the way, coronavirus is common cold, flu, COVID-19, SARS doesn't make a difference. Don't let them fool you. Okay. It's all coronavirus. It's not terribly difficult, but it takes some thought and some organization. Read the books, read the white papers, primarily offline, by the way, because I was noticing that a lot of it was being buried. So a lot, a lot of physical offline documentaries, white papers, books, got them all. By the way, anybody can reach out to me anytime. I'm glad to give you my, it's a long laundry list, but I can give you some of the core fundamentals if you want it on how to prevent coronavirus um, and how to dramatically outperform experimental medication that, that really was a Hail Mary here. And now we're seeing that it truly was a Hail Mary. It isn't that difficult, but it takes work. Like you said, it takes work. It takes work. But if I had been public, and I was somewhat public because I was critical. And I'm going to continue to be critical because they're not getting away with this. <laughs> so um, if you were public about this, you were invalidated. You were shamed. You were looked down upon for wanting to do the hard work, which brings me back to your point, right? Personal responsibility, self-reliance. Could you imagine a world, Aaron, and we're in this world now. This is happening. Don't let anyone tell you it isn't. We're in this world now where independent thinking, independent research, self-reliance is being invalidated and in fact shamed. And it is the most concerning thing I've seen in my 49 years on this planet. And I get mostly concerned because if you're bringing up kids like I am and like you are, you want your kids to be brought up to be independent thinking, to question things, to do research, to study, to take personal responsibility. That is being invalidated. Now, what did Joe Rogan and Aaron Rodgers say is the solution to this? If you caught this in the podcast, they said vote Republican because like him or hate him, there's only one party right now that's fighting to maintain what I just said. There's one party that wants to invalidate it every single step of the way. And it's all right there happening in front of your face. Censorship, uh, elimination of, of, of his, erasing history, silencing doctors, labeling people as extremists, um, celebrating obesity when yet it's the cause of COVID, like all of that's only happening from one party. So at the end of the day, you, you want to basically vote for the lesser of two evils. What, what do you want to vote against? I'm not a voting for kind of person. I'm a voting against kind of person. Didn't even vote in the last election. Independent. But I know exactly what I'm voting against. And I think like a lot of people, I feel the same. I'm voting against the party that is invalidating critical thinking and invalidating self-reliance and invalidating being able to go prevent something and take responsibility, invalidating it. You should be voting against that, not for that, not more of that. That's called socialism is what that is. Well, and I think from a business standpoint, and I think, I think we should wrap it up with this today. You have multiple kids. I have multiple kids. As parents, you want your kids to be as 
successful as possible at whatever they do. If you want your kids to be successful, what do you, what do you make them focus on? Well, you make them focus on learning, doing well in school, in our house, um, being fit, right? Giving back to the community. My kids do all of these things. But one of the things that we drive home is critical thinking and they'll come into the kitchen and they'll just spit some one line thing they saw from the internet, which is now fact. And I'll immediately stop them and call them out and say, that's not fact. Actually, this is what happened. Go do your research and don't be a fucking sheep. Well said. Because sheep get slaughtered. Learn to be a shepherd, not a sheep. Go back and do your research and come back in 20 minutes and form an argument and then we'll debate it. Well said. What I want for my kids is the same thing I want for our listeners. This whole purpose of this show is to help people to excel to the highest level. Mm -hmm. If you want to excel to the highest level, one, you have to take personal responsibility. Two, you have to do your own research. You know, three, you have to make your your, your own judgment decisions and then stand by them. Mm -hmm. and, and all of these things are designed to help you get to the top 10%, 5%, 1%. And guess what? The top 1%, 5%, they don't buy in to any of this bullshit that's being sold for the last, they might lie and say they are if they're getting their pockets lined for yeah. it, but they don't buy into it. You know why? Because the people at the top, they're doing things differently and thinking differently than the masses. So don't follow the masses. Can I throw out a number four? Sure. Don't be intimidated. You gave three four, three lessons to the, to the viewers, to the family. Don't be intimidated. Don't be intimidated. Right now, you are seeing intimidation happening at a level that has never been seen maybe in American history before. Intimidated to not think independently. Intimidated to not do independent research. Intimidated to not think you can do it yourself. Intimidated to not take personal responsibility. That is the tactics that are being used. These are military-style tactics, actually, that are being used front and center uh, in black and white at this point. And that is the big lesson, I would say, uh, well, in and regards let's, and let's to your take three. Your point. Let's Stand take up. your point. Let's take your point number four and tie it all the way back to sport where we started right. today. When Mike Tyson walked into the ring at 19 years old and flatlined he was amazing. Larry Holmes and became the world champion and then went on his run of knocking people out in 30 seconds, one minute, two minutes, five minutes, whatever, you started to see every guy that walked into the ring with him was already beaten in their head before they even started the fight. Yeah, it was, They were intimidated. It was obvious. They were intimidated. Do you think that you can excel in sport, walking in the ring, walking on the field, walking on the ice, walking on the court, being intimidated of who you're playing against? You have already lost the game before the game even begun. Well said. And if we are playing the game of business, if we're playing the game of life, you can never be intimidated. You have to know your plan and you have to move forward with confidence and education and commitment. You can be intimidated. It's normal. You can have fear. Things can bother you. Things can scare you. You can be intimidated, but you can't let yourself stay intimidated and you can't let yourself stay in fear. That's the and difference. you can't maker. let it manipulate you. That's for sure. Well, again, looping back to the real, if there's a business lesson here, it's we're so close to the the, the, the languaging and the communication and the, and, and the marketing and direct response that if you know what to look for, 
you know how not to be intimidated, right? If you know what deceptive marketing practices are versus ethical marketing practices, it becomes really easy to spot a phony or not. Um, unfortunately, that's going to take doing your own research, studying a little bit, learning what goes on and how decisions are made, especially as it pertains here to, to, to pharma and government, the partnership, right, which they are. Um, that that's stuff that you're going to have to really dig down deep enough and, and, and maybe do some uncomfortable work. And it's going to probably be time consuming and busy, but my goodness, there's so much at stake. I mean, people, I don't have time to do that. Hey, Andrew, how do you have time to like do all that research and read all the books and the white papers and the documentaries and you post about it frequently? Like, 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 where do you get all this information from? Happy to furnish all of it. Right. Um, but my thought is you don't have time not to do that kind of work. Because there is so much at stake right now. I mean, what we saw happen with this COVID-19 thing, really the point of the, the episode here today, right, with what they did to Aaron Rodgers, is a glimpse of what they did, really, or what they attempted to do to the world. It's totalitarianism is what it is. And if you don't know what that word is, Google it. I got a great book, by the way, The Psychology of Totalitarianism. I want to understand how this stuff works, right? I don't have any emotional attachment to Democrat, Republican, totalitarianism, socialism, communism. But you know what I want to know? I want to know what are the elements of those philosophies, because if I start to see some of those dangerous philosophies creeping into society, wouldn't you want to know about it, Aaron? I know I would. Well, and I think wouldn't you want to know how to educate your kids to protect That's themselves right. against it? That's exactly where I was going next, right? So wouldn't you want to know about it for yourself? Because if you don't know about it, you can't spot it when it's happening. So the, the, the biggest concern I have right now watching the public is like, so much is getting missed because they don't know what to look for, right? And this was like such a huge lesson. I was really hoping the big lesson that came out of COVID was people just woke up so much to, I got to get myself in the most resilient, best possible condition I can. Physically, mentally, I got to become so resilient. I've got to become more muscular, less fat. I've got to be in shape. I've got to take the supplements, eat the right way, because it, it was so much an insulin sensitivity virus at the end of the day. It just literally was like a magnet to, you know, to insulin issues and, and high sugar, high carb, high fat, all that. I know it sounds like, oh, no, it's more complicated than that. No, it's not. It's not more complicated than that. And I proved it firsthand. I was my own case study, right, which we could do a whole episode on, right? How did I avoid it? When I got it, how did I barely know I got it? How did I deal with it? How did I just fly across the country the other day in airports with tens of thousands of people? They're all masked up. We don't do masks. We don't do vaccines. We don't do any of this and we don't get sick. So it isn't that complicated. It's, be, it's been made to be very complicated. And when they make it to be very complicated, they make it very fearful, which is a lot of the, the elements we were talking about here today. And that is something that I would want to know. How is that working? How is that? How is that? How are those philosophies being used really worldwide? But I'm only talking about the U.S. on a population to get vaccine agendas through, to get to get laws passed, to get bills passed that shape the future. Right. This is, you know, when you have an event like this, that, that, that was this big and this impactful, you can start to use it as an excuse to get a lot of things done that you wouldn't have got done otherwise. Case in point is emergency use authorization is almost never granted. That's the only way this medicine was allowed to be distributed is under emergency use authorization because the risk profile is too high. But they'll never tell you that. How can you not tell the general public that? It's, 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 it's science 101. It's, it's, it's epidemiology 101. Emergency use authorization means we got to skip seven, eight, nine, ten 10 different safety elements to get it to market because it's an emergency. Do you know, Aaron, last thing I'll say, that as soon as they remove the label of emergency use authorization here, 
they are no longer allowed to distribute even one dose of this medicine. That is fact, which is very scary because at some point it's not an emergency anymore. At some point, this environment we're in is not an emergency anymore. So if we're not in an emergency, then you Haven't can't justify that? emergency authorization medication. So if that's the case, we're, we haven't been in an emergency in a long time, by the way, but it's still yeah. categorized as one because the distribution has to happen. But at some point, you're going to have to say this is no longer a categorized emergency. Therefore, emergency authorization is no longer needed. But even the FDA won't want to prove that unless it's emergency use authorization because it can't get normal FDA approval because it's too new and too untested. And frankly, there's too many problems at this point. What happens then? <sighs> new story, new distraction. Well, who could it be this time? Trump, Ukraine. Who do we got next? Who, who, could, who could they distract us with next? Hmm. Aaron Parkinson? Maybe. He's that, he's that, that, after, he's that nutty they, conspiracy who, who theorist who in the Cayman Islands. Who the heck could they use? What, what could we distract them with next? Shit, I mean, we got we to gotta throw a Hail Mary here. Listen, it, it's only a couple months before this midterm election. And, um, you know, probably for the first time in the platforms that I sit on, social media, the podcast, our marketing, I will tell you right now, first and foremost, that you got to vote against this stuff. And, and even if that means maybe voting for a party that you don't like or you have this stigma against, just figure out, go make a list. This is what I do. I like to make the list. Left-hand side, who's doing this? Right-hand side, who's creating the most damage? But really, here's the thing. Which party has the least involvement in your life and which party has the most involvement in your life. Go ahead and make the list, lay out all the things. And then that to me is what I would vote against. Who has least government involvement? By the way, Abraham Lincoln said it, right? For the government, you know, government, what's the saying? It's government for the people, by the people, something along those lines. We're so far away from that, it's scary. But if you bring it back to what the roots of democracy are, it's government for the people, by the people. And if you look at which party has the least amount of government involvement right now based on their policies, it isn't even, there isn't even a chart. I mean, it's like, it's almost like you're looking at China to the left and America to the right. So, but hey, you can vote for more of that or you can vote for less of that. I know how I'm voting. I know how you're voting. Not that you're voting because you live on an island like, like, like Gilligan, but <laughs> can I start calling you Gilligan? You can if you want. Because honestly, Gilligan's starting to look attractive at this point. Hey man, don't even get me started on how my country operates without income taxes because you know you oh, can. But that's a whole another story for another episode. Gilligan, I mean Gilligan. <laughs> God, God, God forbid we brought that one to the table that we're it's all just one giant scam. Listen, last thing I want to say. Um, listen to the Joe Rogan interview with um, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, the the stigma around censorship and social media and the collusion of government and big tech is real. It's happening. By the way. Past tense. It's already happened. It's known. Buried by the media. I just want to make that, that clear. Um, I couldn't believe he admitted. He actually said, we got pressured by the FBI to cover this like Hunter Biden laptop story. He actually admitted that we were, it was shocking to us that the FBI was contacting us to be aware of this information being maybe not true and that we might want to not let it hit the, hit the, hit the Facebook airwaves. By the way, that's just beyond belief. I mean, imagine getting some pressure from the government to not let information hit before an election. And they talk about election meddling on the other side. That happened, by the way. And the last thing is the Berenson uh, episode that I'm listening to right now. The first person that was... So a journalist was censored from Twitter for basically just having vaccine concern. Nothing wrong. Just here's my concerns. Again, remove, deplatform, canceled, cancel culture, right? He is the first person that won the lawsuit 
He beat Twitter. He won the lawsuit. I'm listening to this one now. We'll talk about it maybe down the road. He, he won the lawsuit. So which means Twitter had to come to the table. He had to come to the table. It was in his favor that he was, he was incorrectly deplatformed. Guess what happened, Aaron? This is, I the didn't most, know this. The most important piece was he got to put them into discovery. That's the point. Guess what they discovered? It's not Twitter like, and it's not Facebook. Guess who it is? Again, might be a great time to leave the show and never listen again if this is going to bother you, but all of it came from the White House. The White House pressured Twitter and Facebook to censor information as it pertained to the vaccine, mainly talking about COVID-19 and good doctors that were just trying to help. Never in history. Never in history. They both had to admit it. What I'm like, like Twitter and Facebook were really pressured and intimidated and they got stuck between a rock and a hard place. They got pressured. They got bullied. This is coercion 101. They got bullied by the government, by the way, who is Big Pharma's number one partner. This all sounds crazy. But again, this happened. This is in discovery. This had to come out, and Berenson talks about it in about a two, three-hour interview on that, uh, on the one that you and I are listening to right now. But my God, it's time to wake up. That You can vote for more of that, or you can vote for less of that. There's no amount of money, personally, that I would take to stand for that any day of the week and twice on Sunday. There's no amount of money that you could pay me to vote this way. But there's a lot of, be- a lot of people I'm, being I'm, paid. I'm, I'm more concerned that Joe Rogan's oh. going to fall off the side of a building soon. Well, well, listen, Joe Rogan does a phenomenal job, Aaron. I mean, he says he, he's a straight up independent. He'll call out the Republicans and the Democrats just the same. But you can't even really like it's not even a comparison anymore. It's like totalitarianism on the left and it's like democracy on the right. It's not even a comparison. But he says straight up him and Aaron Rodgers. Did you catch this? They said their favorite president of all time was President Obama. They love the guy. So yeah. don't go, don't go, don't go again. Don't get don't take the bait from the media and the government. They will make it divide and conquer. They'll try to put us against each other. But these guys both said straight up, they're voting Republican because they're voting against the shit I'm talking about. But they also loved Obama. And they, I loved they, Obama too. Yeah, he was a good guy, right? I don't, I, I, you know, tough, tough guy to not like. I don't remember the policies. Yeah, there was things that I, I didn't agree yeah, with. In, but, like, but that's humans and that's politics. But in general, I thought he was a really good dude. And so did they. So, so if you're watching and going, oh man, this is just another one of those right wing conspiracy theories. No, nothing on the show today was theory. Again, just, just to back up all of it, we verify before we get on. We're fact checkers too, right? We verify before we get on, but those guys played it down the middle, but listen, you can't, at some point you got to stop looking the other way um, with what's happening right now, because it's going to be, it's going to affect our kids and our future. And this is a really, 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 really important midterm here in 2022 in America. And God only knows what's going to happen in 2024. But my God, you've got to vote, in my view, against this. You don't have to be for something, but you certainly need to be against something. And you and I just made it clear, and I hope our listeners are with us, that you should be against anything or anyone that invalidates personal responsibility, self-reliance, and independent thinking. Where can uh, people see past You mean where can people vote for me? Is that what what we're going to say? I I mean, mean, we could go down a whole different... Who I'm thinking been. about it, man. Oh. Yeah. No, we got to wrap it. We're seven minutes. We got to wrap it. We got to wrap it. So um, good one here today. We veered off a little bit. If you're like brand new listening to Sales Velocity TV today, we just, you know, we kind of unleashed today on some of the concerning issues happening that affect all of us as business owners, entrepreneurs, you know, family men. Uh, but next week, same time, same place, we'll be back with a really specific topic on sales, marketing, business growth. All past episodes are at salesvelocitytv.com. That's Aaron. I'm Andrew. We'll see you in the next one. We hope you enjoyed this episode. 
Sales Velocity TV is powered by Pipeline Pro, the ultimate all-in-one sales pipeline management and marketing automation platform that makes all others obsolete. And we can prove it. Take a tour at gopipelinepro.com. See you on the next episode.